Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. This morning, if you can go ahead and make your way back to your seats, we'll get started here shortly. And actually, as you make your way back to your seats, if you want to stand, if you're able to, and grab your Bible or device, or if you're going to look on the screen, you can get ready for the book of Revelation. And no, that doesn't mean I'm going deep, because I'm starting there. It does not. It does not. But we'll be in the book of Revelation beginning, well, actually, at chapter 7, beginning at verse 9. Verse 9. So, again, it is good to see everyone here this morning. Always good to see everyone at Sunday school. I just want to give honor to Pastor Staten, who's not here this morning, but Sister Valerie, who is here, give honor to both of them for this opportunity this morning. All right, Revelation chapter 7, beginning at verse 9. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, say hold on. No hold on. Everyone's there. All right, Revelation chapter 7, beginning at verse 9. The Bible says, after this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Verse 10 says, and cried out, well, and cried with a loud voice, saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And this right here, this is, this, this imagery, it's, it's heaven. It's heaven and and what a sight to behold, because really, when we begin to think about heaven, you know, everyone should get a little, should get a little excited. There's an old song, it simply says, uh, heaven, don't you want to go? Heaven, don't you want to go? And when we begin to think about heaven, we really should get a little excited, a, a little happy about it. Because here, according to, to John's account, in, in his vision, it was, it was all nations. It was all kindreds. It was, it was every tongue. It was everybody. And what are they envisioning? It's the lamb. It's the lamb seated, seated on the throne. And, and if you really can, can you picture it with me? Can you picture it with me this morning, this, this, this image of heaven and everyone with, with palms in hands, triumphantly waving? You know, they're, they're doing that as symbolic of, of Jesus' the Lord's triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And everyone's excited. Why? Why? Because those, those palms, the waving of the palms, it's, it's, it's symbolic of the battle is over and the victory is won. I wonder if anybody in the house this morning is, is, is ready for the battle to be over and for us to just rejoice because, because victory is won. Come on, is there anybody truly excited to be here this morning expecting the battle to be over and for the battle to be won? We don't have a whole lot of time this morning, but for the time that we do have to share, just have uh, some thoughts on a simple topic. Every nation and all people. That's who belongs in heaven. It's every nation and all people. And I'm not making that up. It's, it's, it's in the word of God. It's in the word of God. 
Why don't we pray real quick? Lord Jesus, I just thank you this morning because we have come this morning and, 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 and you formed us together, Lord God, from the dust of the earth, Lord God. You breathe into us life, Lord God. Your very spirit, your very spirit lives in us, Lord Jesus. We come humbly, Lord God, as, as broken pieces, Lord God, in the hands of the potter, Lord God. Take us in your hands today, Lord Jesus, and shape us, mold us, make us into what you want us to be. Have your way this morning, Lord God. Search our hearts, Lord God, and, and try us this morning. If there be any wicked way in us this morning, Lord God, show us the way everlasting, Lord God. We look to you this morning for direction. We look to you for clarity, and we look to you for revelation this morning. We bless you. We love you, God, and I pray just have your way in this time this morning. Why don't we just go ahead and give unto the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. And as you do that, you can go ahead and have a seat this morning. So, I, I, I want to read it again, this, this account of heaven as, as John is having uh, this vision and, and, and retelling it to us. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, it, it said, we read it, after this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number. Why could no man number? It was so many people. <laughs> it was a lot of people. No man could number of all nations. Somebody say all. And kindreds and people and tongues and stood before the throne before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And again, just simply thinking about heaven should get us a little happy, Sister Valerie. Just thinking about it should just put, make our feet a little bit light. Uh, just thinking about it should, should make our hands a little bit loose to, to, to clapping. And, and we should just get something stirring in our spirits because at the, at the end of the day, we're living this life to live again. At the end of the day, the, the reward is heaven. At the end of the day, the reward is not a signing bonus and a new contract and uh, a life in a new city with a new team. That's not what we're living for. At the end of the day, the, the reward is not a, a promotion and a new corner office. At the end of the day, that stuff doesn't matter. Because it is sure that we brought nothing into this world. It is sure that we're going to take nothing out of this world. So the reward is heaven, and that's where our mind should be said. The works that we do every day should be uh, with heaven in mind. One of the reasons that, that I, I love, and I do love, and I don't really use that word a lot. All right. I don't. But I love, I hear some voices over here, Sister Valerie, on this side. I don't know what's going on. But I really, truly do love to be here at Living Hope, because this experience, right, at Living Hope with this body of believers, right, when I, when I look around on a Sunday morning or, or a Wednesday evening or a Saturday evening, for that matter of fact, it, it, it just always feels like it's a little bit of, of, of heaven on earth. It really does, because as I, as I read the scripture, I, I, I think about Living Hope, and it is maybe not every nation, but it's a, it's a lot of nations. Maybe not all people, but it's a lot of people. It's a good group of people, right? Maybe not every tongue, but it's a lot of different tongues in the place, right? Different people speaking different languages. All right, so Ebonics counts, all right? It counts, people. All right, don't discount yourself, all right? It counts. But what we have here at Living Hope, right, based on what I read in the scripture, is, is what heaven's going to look like just a little bit. The imagery is reflected here 
at Living Hope, we don't, we don't all look the same. We certainly don't all talk the same. We, we don't all come from the same place. We're all different people. And I'm so glad about that. <laughs> I, I'm so very, absolutely. We should clap because <laughs> I know some of you, I look across the room, I do, and I've only been here for six years. I look across the room, all right, and I don't know, some of you, this is all you've ever known. I've been here for six years, and I've been other places many more years, and other places many more years. And you're not that old, but you've been a lot of places. I have, well-traveled, well-traveled. But everyone doesn't have what we have here at Living Hope. Every place you go does not give you the same experience that we get here at, at Living Hope. We are blessed here at Living Hope. And I'm going to say it again only just for the people way in the back. You know, we are blessed here at Living Hope. We truly are. And I, I don't know it's hard for you to think it. What do you mean? Everybody don't have it this good? <laughs> Sad to say, no. I believe that we are special here. We have, we have something special here at Living Hope. But it's a, it's a catch-22. And some of you don't know what that means. You got to Google later. But it means that even though I'm saying that we're special, I don't want us to be special. It's contradictory. It's conflicting. Because we shouldn't be special. We shouldn't be the exception to the rule. But we should be the rule. Every congregation across not just these United States of America, but the entire world, if somebody's meeting in a house of worship this morning, it should reflect the imagery of heaven as we see in the scripture. And when it doesn't, those aren't bad people, not bad places, but, but we should want to reflect the imagery of heaven. All nations, kindreds, people, and if we all look the same, we're missing a lot of the formula. We're missing a lot of the formula. And I've been in those congregations that, yeah, we all look the same. We all talk the same. We all came from the same place. In fact, we was all related. <laughs> We're missing something. We're missing something. When you go out to eat afterwards, it's everybody that was at church with you, their family. We're missing something. You're not bad people. Good places. Hey, they have church too, but ah. While we're here, we need to begin to look a little bit, you know, we need to, we need to start preparing now for what we're going to see. <laughs> we need to start preparing now. All right? we, need, we, need to start, we need to start working on that now. And, and you know, the thing about it is that, is that to get here with this experience, all right, with this experience, right, and I said, I've only, look, I've only been here for six years, but I, but I know I know that this place didn't get here without sweat, without blood, without some tears. You don't, you don't get this experience that we have here at Living Hope without blood, sweat, and tears, without being obedient to the word of God. This thing isn't, uh, wasn't built in a day, this experience here, but it, it, it took time. But more than the time, it took obedience to the word. What do you mean? Well, we'll just look at the word here. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Most of us, many of us, are familiar with the Great Commission. 
Jesus speaking to the disciples. The Bible says in verse 19 of chapter 28 of Matthew, Go ye therefore and teach. Somebody say teach. All nations. Somebody say all. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We know that to be Jesus. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always till when? Even until the end of the world. Matthew chapter 4, beginning of verse 13 says, But he that shall endure until the end, the same. The same shall be saved. Verse 14, and the gospel, somebody say the gospel, of the kingdom shall be preached. Somebody say preached. In all the world, somebody say all. All right, in all the world for a witness unto, yeah, that's right, all, somebody say all. All nations. And then, then the end is going to come. So we got we to gotta go. Right. We got to teach. We got to preach. All right. To every nation. To all people. All right. And the end isn't going to come before that. You know, God has given us some time, but the, but the thing about it is we don't have a whole lot of time. Because every time we, we read, someone gets up on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, and, and we read this great commission, and we say, go, teach, preach, all nations. And then the end will come, even until the end of the world, that's how I'm going to be with you. More and more time is passing. So as more and more time is passing, we have less and less time to fulfill this great commission. So as more and more time passes, we have less and less time to fulfill this great commission. And we don't often think about that. And I say we, why? Because I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not different. I'm not, I'm not special. I, I'm not excluded. Right? I'm not excluded. Sometimes I, I need to be reminded of this also. So this was Jesus speaking in both accounts in, in Matthew 28 and Matthew 24, teaching us to go, to, to preach, to teach, to, to do whatever we need to do to what? Spread the gospel, spread this good news of his, his, his life, his death, his, his resurrection to everyone, right? To all nations. That's how we get to heaven on earth. It's not by picking and choosing who deserves to hear the gospel. We don't get to experience heaven on earth by saying, ah, not you, not today. <laughs> we don't get to experience heaven on earth by saying, ah, we got to do this now. We don't, we don't, we, we can't enjoy that privilege of saying tomorrow, next week, when I get around to it. That's not a privilege that, that we should entertain. And we've all been guilty of it. I am chiefest among you. Quite guilty of it. Quite guilty of it. But that's not what Jesus said. He, he said, just go. <laughs> if you see him, t teach him. <laughs> if, if you rub shoulders with him, uh, preach to him. If, if, they, if they got the same last name, talk to him about me. Right. If you shop at the same store that they shop at, go ahead and, and tell them my name. It's, it's, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. No one's, no one's excluded. No one's excluded. There's an old song we used to sing. I, 
I wrote it, and I was like, I, I wrote the word Sister Valerie back in the day. And I said, I, I don't know if I should, am I that old to say that we should sing a song back in the day? I don't know. Now, yeah, I, I felt uncomfortable writing it. But, you know, I try to be honest with that. I didn't, I didn't delete it. I didn't backspace. I kept it in there, Angelita. I did. But I did. I felt uncomfortable saying back in the day. But I didn't say back in my day. I think, that, I think then I've kind of crossed the line, back in my day. All right, but, but back in the day, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But the song was simple. It just says, you know, everybody needs to know about Jesus. Oh, uh, really? I thought, well, that's the second part, right? Everybody go tell somebody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody go tell somebody about Jesus. Tell them how he died to set them free. Everybody needs to know about Jesus. Lord, I pray they hear it from you and me. I told you, I'm not good with lyrics, people. I'm all over the place with this thing. But the song's still a good song. Because everybody does need to know about Jesus. And we're the ones who need to go and tell them how he died to set them free. Because if, 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 if we don't go, who's going to go? The Bible just talk, how should we know uh, but the, 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 the preacher be sent? Yeah, but, but we can go too. It's for everybody. It's for everybody, for, 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 for all of us to go to take on this great commission. I'm sure I'm going to say it again later, but, 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 but it's, it's in my notes at the end, so I know I'll say it later probably. But the great commission is still our mission, right? The great commission is still our mission. Everyone deserves to hear your testimony of how you, when you were, you know, a broke, busted, and disgusted, God indeed did make a way for you. Everybody deserves to hear that. Everyone needs to know that, you know, yeah, that, that situation, that, that there really seemed to be no way out of it, that indeed our Heavenly Father made a way for you. Everyone needs to hear that testimony. We shouldn't keep that to ourselves. It's meant to be shared, right? It's meant to be shared. Every time we can share with someone how, how good the Lord has been to us is an opportunity that we should take advantage of. There's sometimes that we don't need to be silent. Sometimes we need to open our mouths and, and let some people know about the God that we serve. Sometimes we need to open our mouths and, and let people know that the reason I'm here right now is not because of a power that I possess in and of myself. The reason I smile every single day is not because my life is so great and my life is so perfect, but the one that I serve is great. And the one that I serve is perfect. So it, it's okay for us once in a while to let this gospel be released from us. It's okay. God approves. In fact, he encourages. In, in, in fact, it's his will. In fact, it's, it's his will as we read in Matthew 28, 19 and Matthew 24, 13. Turning to the scriptures again, 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning in verse 9. The Bible says this, the, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us inward, not willing that, that any should perish. The Lord isn't, isn't 
willing or, or, or wanting or desiring for, for anyone to perish. <laughs> he would that, that, that all, right, that all would come to repentance. All would come to repentance. There's, there's, not, there's not one person that, that we meet at the mall, that we see at work, that we see in school, right, that we drive by on the road. Not, not a single person that God says, no, it's okay for them to perish. It's okay for them not to answer the call to repentance. It's okay for them not to hear about the good news of me. There's not a single person. No one, no one is exempt. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt, melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Verse 11, seeing then all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Yeah, all my conversations need to be about God. My conversations need to be about telling people about God. Why? Because verse 10 said, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. I don't know if you know anything about thieves, but they be quick. All right. Swift. I already said we don't have a lot of time. I, we don't have a lot of time. So now what it's saying in verse 11 is, hey, we need to make sure our conversations are geared towards godliness. Because if our conversations are geared towards godliness, so it simply means we're having godly conversations, hopefully to people who need to hear those conversations so they can be brought into the fellowship, brought into the family, brought into the fold before there's no more time left. Because remember, the more time that passes, the less time we have right, to obey the commission. All right, to obey the commission. Verse 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Verse 13, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Finally, verse 14, the Bible says, wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in peace without spot. And blameless. If, if we don't tell them, they won't know. It, you know, it, I told you, I saw it in Revelation, but I wasn't going to be real deep. All right? <laughs> if we don't tell them, they won't know. We certainly have a responsibility to those people that we meet. We already talked about it. Matthew said, Jesus said, this, you, you, you got to go. It's not just for Christmas, y'all. I'm not like Sister Valerie. I don't like Christmas songs. I don't want to hear them in December. I certainly don't want to hear them in April. All right? All right? But, but this great commission is not just for Christmas. It's go tell it on the mountain. Oh, that's just for Christmas. No. We got to go everywhere. All the time. We got to go and tell them what? That, that Jesus Christ is, is born. But, but, but. But we got to go further than that. Yeah, he, then he lived, and then he, he died, and then he was resurrected. And then uh, Corinthians says that, no, you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, and then, then now he lives inside of me. So the reason I look the way I do, why? Because Jesus is down on the inside of me. 
So we got to go and tell them. If, if we want them to experience this thing, if we want people or coworkers or family or friends to experience what, what we have and, 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 and to sit beside us on Sunday mornings and, 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 and Wednesdays and, and come to fall fest with us, look, we, we got to tell them about this thing that's good. Because <laughs> guess what? If we aren't telling them about this Jesus <laughs> that's been better to you than any other thing or any other person that's ever been or that ever will be, all those other things that influence them will. Because if we're not talking and we're not spreading the gospel, <laughs> man, it, it, YouTube and, and Twitter and, and, and teachers and, and professors and, and friends and, and coworkers and everybody else is telling them the wrong thing. I don't care what they're telling them, but if it don't start with Jesus, it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. So if we, don't, if we don't take advantage of the times that, 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 that we have their ear, everybody else has their ear. And, and I promise you that the words and, and the things they hear from others, right, it's going to overshadow naturally the things that we aren't even telling them so we aren't saying anything we're not sharing jesus at all and everything else is saying there is no jesus there is no god you don't you don't need that you don't need this you certainly don't need that church <laughs> you don't need that prayer and eh, don't work faith and eh, what is faith but that's why our testimonies that's why our experiences, that's why our life stories are so important. Right? That's why it becomes so important. Right? The things we've been through right, help others to get through. Right? I didn't write that down. That was good. I'm, I'm going to write that. <laughs> that's good. All right. It's another message to preach to but indeed, the things <laughs> that we've been through truly, truly do help others to, to, to get through. I, I don't know. I feel like the last few times that I, I've stood before you, there's just been this, this theme uh, in my spirit about, about our testimony and, and just making sure that, 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 that people hear it. Specifically, I, I, I said... I said, Sister Carol, that, that I need to know your story. Because right? your story is encouraging to me. And it is, and, and it's, it's real. And if, if in here, right, in this place, if your, if your testimonies, if your stories are encouraging uh, to each other here, how much, how much and we, we are of the faith, we, we believe this thing. We believe this thing. How, how, how much more, how much more convincing, right, how much more revealing, right, is our story going to be to somebody who's struggling to believe? Is, is struggling to, to grasp onto something better than what they have now. Better than something that they know now. I'm telling you, don't, don't discount your story. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. Your story, your experience, there's, there's a value in it. 
there, uh, you, you don't have to have gone through the most and, and have had to overcome the most for, for your life to be compelling and inspiring. That person that the Lord leads you to needs to hear from you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting beside them right now on the plane or uh, on the bus or, or whatever. But the moment that you have right now, that's, that's specific, that, that's strategic, that's tactical. Right? You didn't draw up the game plan. God did. You're just following, following the plan. You're just following the plan. <laughs> we have to put our hands to the, to the plow now. All right, and, and, and get to work now. I, I've heard it say that, you know, we, we got to get off our rusty dusty and, and get to work. Uh, we we, we got to do something because we're, we're not going to be here forever. Right? Uh, his will is that his church would reach all people with his gospel. It's our central purpose. I said it before, the, the Great Commission is, is still our mission. Right? And, and we, don't, we simply don't have time to waste. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 17, Peter preached this on the day of Pentecost. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all, somebody say all, flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Verse 19. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Verse 20. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Finally, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord, shall be saved. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. <laughs> See, Peter preached that God's spirit will be poured out on all flesh. Right? And everyone that would call upon the name of the Lord, right, would be saved. The thing about it is that I might mess with some of your theology a little bit this morning, but I'm, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. When Peter said all, he didn't say all as, as, as we know it. He didn't mean, well, he said all. <laughs> he didn't mean all. <laughs> as we've come to know it or, or believe it, he wasn't, because that, that day specifically, as he preached that message, Peter, Peter wasn't talking about you, Sister Valerie. He wasn't talking about me. All right? Junior, he wasn't talking about you either. All right? When he's talking about the spirit being poured out upon all flesh, all right, he was talking about Jewish people. <laughs> he wasn't talking about us Gentiles. He wasn't thinking about us. He had no concern for us. He had no concern for us. See, but, but Gentile simply means that a, a non-Jewish person. So two options. Jew, Gentile. Jew, Gentile. If you're a non-Jewish person, you're Gentile. All right. So, I'm looking across the room, and unless my calculations are off, I didn't carry the one correctly. Uh, that's everybody here. All right. Peter wasn't talking about us. 
In fact, the word of the Lord was true. The word of the Lord uh, was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. But when Peter was preaching it, all right, he was not referring to us. All right? He was not referring to us uh, unclean. We were unacceptable to God. All right? uh, some of us are a little bit like, like Peter. And I, again, I'm sticking with this us because I, I'm in the same boat. I'm not different. All right? We're a little bit uh, hmm, too particular about who we share this gospel with, about who we think is deserving to, to hear about the goodness of the Lord. <laughs> See, we, we may not say it out loud. We may not use the words, but, you know, if they don't have a certain look, we're less inclined to, to talk to them, right? If, if, they, if they don't talk a certain way, we, we're less inclined to, to welcome them in and, and share this good news. If they don't have the right pedigree, right, right, the right education, you know, they can't even spell legacy. All right, we're not going, we're not, we're not talking to those, you know, we're not going to talk to those people. We're a little particular about who we think, you know, deserves to, to hear about the Lord. You know, we, we, so, we so sanctified and holy, we so set apart, trade priests about it, you know, so set apart, you know, that uh, I can't be talking to everybody, you know. Me talk to them now. I'm sure the Lord will send someone else to talk to them. I'm sure the Lord in his tactical plan has assigned someone else to talk to those people. Surely he's not expecting me <laughs> to go, out on, go down on the peg road and talk to anybody. All right. Yeah, I called it out. I don't know every road in this great county of St. Mary's. I know some roads. But, yeah, I'm not going over there. Where, to what park? I ain't going to no park, Jesus. Certainly not that park. I ain't going over there. Yeah, it, it may be Mills, but it ain't so great, Jesus. I'll be reading the news, too. <laughs> I read the news. I, I see what's going on over there. I ain't going over there. Surely there's someone else that's been assigned for those people. It can't be me. But we're too particular. We're too particular, man. God didn't set it up like that. He just said, go. I, I don't care where. Yep, exactly. Shangri-La. Mm. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay, Jesus. See, it's like, it's like, uh, so I know Calvert. Talk about Calvert. See, in Calvert County, there's this dividing line. It's not even the even line. It's just the line everyone chooses. Because if you look at the map, Prince Frederick doesn't just split us north and south. It's just what everyone uses in Calvert. So people who live in the north end of Calvert, they don't go anywhere south. And people that live south, don't, you don't go past Prince Frederick. Like, that's all you know. If you live in North Beach, you say a place like Lesby, where's that? It's like another country. They don't know. It's just 15 minutes away. Just keep driving past Prince Frederick. Go right past it. See that light? Just pass it. Go past Walmart. Just go past Walmart. Don't stop. But 
there, there can't be any dividing lines for us. We just got to go. All right, wherever the Lord, wherever the Lord leads us, we just, we just have to go. All right, we have to go. We can't, we can't be stuck. We're not too sanctified. We're not too holy. We're not too uh, separated. We're not too spiritual. All right, for someone to hear from us. All right, we're not. I said Peter was a Jew. All right, and, and the Jews did not associate with the Gentiles. All right, it just didn't happen. All right, I said I wasn't gonna get too deep, but I felt inspired. I felt inspired once I started in Revelation. I said, I got to give him something, all right? So the Hebrew word for Gentile, there you go, all right? <laughs> Go-e, G-O-Y, G-O-Y. And the Greek is translated ethnos, E-T-H-N-O-S. But they, they all mean, they both mean the same thing. The, the Greek translation and, the, and the, the Hebrew translation, it simply means heathen, all right, people, nation. Heathen people, nation. All right, when you're talking about a Gentile. But again, if you forget anything, just remember, non-Jewish. <laughs> All right, not Jewish, you're a Gentile. All right. So the thing about it is that the Jews thought the Gentiles, right, everyone that wasn't like them were, were unclean. All right, they, need to be, they needed to be ceremonially cleansed, right, to be brought into covenant with the Lord. All right, uh, elsewise, they had no part. With them, all right. They had no part with them, nothing to do with them. Right? Uh, Peter and all the other Jewish followers hmm, of Jesus at the time, they couldn't see it, right? They couldn't see it, but God, through Jesus, right, had a plan through his his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection to bring every nation, right, and all people into covenant with him, both Jew and Gentile alike. His spirit was indeed, Peter preached correctly. We know he did. The spirit of the Lord was indeed going to be poured out upon all flesh, right? It was indeed going to be poured out upon all flesh. But Jews and Gentiles are like, not just like Peter thought, just the Jews. It's just for us. No, it was for everybody. It was for everybody. I have a little lengthy reading here in Acts chapter 10, beginning at verse 34. But it's okay. I'm not going to ask you to read it. I'm going to read it. But it's a little lengthy. But again. Book of Acts chapter 10, beginning at verse 34, and, and this is Peter preaching. Right? This is Peter preaching. Right? Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth I have perceived that God is no respecter of persons. So right there, I, I was in the word. God, he, he's, God is not particular all right, about who comes into the fold, about who becomes a part of this family. All right? Everyone has access. No one is excluded. He's not a respecter of persons. Verse 35, but in every nation, he that feareth him. Right? He that feareth him. Because remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you first begin to fear, then, then you're on the right track. Right? But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Verse 36, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Verse 37, the word, I say, you know, which was published through all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus. Remember, he's preaching now to a group of people. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went 
about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. So he's preaching, and he's preaching to a group of unbelievers. He's sharing the gospel of the Lord. Verse 40, him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly. Verse 41, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Verse 42, and he commanded us to preach, we know that, unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. Verse 43, to give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Just like Peter's preaching it, this is how we need to be preaching it. All right. Verse 44, while Peter just spake these words, here's what's going to happen once we, we, we get into the word and start sharing this gospel. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Everybody who heard the word, how shall they know lest they hear? All right. They have to hear. And who's going to speak it? Us. It's us. It's us. All right. It's us. But everyone who heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell upon them. Verse 45, and they of the circumcision, that's the Jewish people, because it wasn't just the Gentiles. Peter, and we'll talk about it, Peter brought, brought some, 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 some Jewish people with him too, speaking to the Gentiles. So they of the circumcision, which believed, they were astonished. They got the Holy Ghost too? What? Hmm. I wonder. All right. As many as came with Peter... Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. They weren't surprised that the Holy Ghost was poured out because they, they'd seen it before. They were there on the day of Pentecost. They were surprised that these people could get it. What? He's speaking in tongues? Man, I know his story. I heard him talk a lot of things. It was another language, but it wasn't tongues. Now he's up here speaking in tongues? Who knew? God knew. He sent you, but you left it up to somebody else. Uh, you left it up to somebody else. You could have invited him, but you left it to somebody else. And I mean, I've been guilty too. I've seen people in church, I'm like, how did he get here? I didn't invite him, and God was like, I know. I had to send in the second string. <laughs> All right, could you get the job done? All right. Um, yeah, we shouldn't be surprised and astonished that God wants to fill everybody with the Holy Ghost. We shouldn't be surprised and astonished God wants to fill everyone with the Holy Ghost. Verse 46, for they heard them speak with tongues. That's right, they got the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues. Here's in the Bible right here. And magnify God. Then answered Peter in verse 47, can any man forbid water? That these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. What? Peter's still tripping because he's saying, all right. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? See, he's still, he's still kind of amazed and astonished himself. Hey, I didn't think it was going to happen either. But now that they have got the Holy Ghost, we need to get them baptized too. 
All right? And that's just the preacher being honest. All right? That's just the preacher being honest. We just need to be honest with ourselves. All right? Finally, verse 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then, then prayed they him to, to tarry certain days. So we've already established Peter, he's Jewish. All right? And, and he was preaching to a room full of those heathen Gentiles. And, and we read it. They, they, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they, they spoke in tongues, right? And they got, they got baptized. Right? They got baptized. Specifically, this, fa- this group of people that he was preaching to, it was family and friends of, of Cornelius. Right? I, I don't know if you're not familiar with the story. Right? Cornelius right, was actually, he wasn't Jewish. Right? Cornelius was a Roman centurion. He was in the army. He was in the army, but... But the Bible says, and we're going to read it in Acts chapter 10, verse 2, he, he loved the Lord. He was a devout man. Specifically, specifically, Acts chapter 10, verse 2, the Bible says that he was a devout man and one that feared God with, with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So he wasn't, he wasn't Jewish. In fact, he was, he was part of the group oppressing the Jewish people. He was in the army. He was in the Roman army. Right, there at Caesarea. Right, but he loved the Lord and he feared the Lord uh, to the point the Bible says here that, that he actually gave charitable donations to the children of Israel. He gave charitable donations to support their cause. And so one day Cornelius is, is praying. Right? He's praying because he doesn't, he doesn't have the revelation of Jesus. Right. He doesn't have the revelation, but he knows it's something greater out there for him. He knows it's something more to this life, but he doesn't know exactly what it is. So he's praying, and he has a vision. He has a vision, and 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 in that vision, in that vision, the Lord says, the Lord says, "Hey, your prayers have been answered. I've heard your prayers, and I see that 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 you you've been actually supporting my people." So I, I have something for you. He said, I need you to send some people. I need you to send some men down to Joppa. All right. And then I need them to grab this guy named Peter. All right. He's a good dude. He got, he got something for you. All right. And so that's what Cornelius does. He gets three men. And he sends them to Joppa. And he says, hey, I need you all to come back with this man named Peter. All right. Jesus said he's staying in this guy's Simon's house. So go to this house and find him and bring him back. And that's what they did. So as they're journeying, journeying to go get Peter, this is what we have, the account of the Bible, the next day, Acts chapter 10, beginning of verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. So about noontime. And he became very hungry. I've been there. Time to pray. But, man, I'm hungry. All right. Only thing, joy's still cooking. Ain't time to eat yet. All right. Bible says he would have eaten, but while they made ready. Uh, but he's so hungry, the Bible says he fell into a trance. All right, that's some kind of hungry. All right. He could probably smell the aromas coming. Uh, I, I'm upstairs and I'm praying in my room. Uh, the aroma was so good, he knew he, it wasn't ready, though. It wasn't time to eat. He fell into a trance All right. while he was trying to pray. All right. Hungry trance. All right. And then he, he had a vision. All right. He had a vision. And the Bible says that uh, verse 11, 
And he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of forfeited beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came, in verse 13, a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord. He said, no. I wouldn't make it a habit of saying no to the Lord, but Peter, he's a rebel. That wasn't his first time. All right. He said no to the Lord a few times. All right. Um, He says, no, I've never eaten, ever eaten anything uncommon or unclean. Because these beasts, you know, some of them were kosher, some were not. Some were forbidden and some were not. But he says, I've never done it, Jesus. Lord, I've never never eaten anything common or unclean. Verse 15, the the voice spake unto him again the second time. What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. So if I go ahead and touch it and cleanse it, you can't call it common anymore. You can't call it unholy anymore. You can't speak to it as being unacceptable for God if I've cleansed it. Verse 16, Jesus actually, the the voice God actually spoke three times. Verse 16 says, this was done thrice. Again, he's a rebel. He's a hard-headed. All right. And then the vessel was received up into heaven. Peter's vision wasn't about food. Peter was reluctant to eat the food, absolutely. But it wasn't about food. His vision represented Jews and Gentiles. God was saying, yeah, you thought they were uncommon. You you thought they were common. You thought they were unholy. You thought they were unacceptable to me. But I'm saying, (laughs) no. I'm saying this Holy Ghost that has already fallen is for everybody. You can't say that, that they don't deserve me. You can't say that they don't need me. You can't say that they'll never be here on a Sunday morning with their hands lifted up worshiping me. That's not your decision to make. That's not your choice. Hey, I've taken the choice out of your hands because I knew if I left it in your hands, these people would be lost. If I left it up to you to get somebody here on a Sunday morning, they'd never get here because they don't fit the model that you think should be standing in here giving me glory. But I'm letting you right now know right now everybody, everybody is eligible. Everybody can come here. Everybody can lift their hands up and lift their voices to me. I can touch it. Everybody can repent of every sin, and I'm going to cleanse them. I'm going to cover them with my blood, everybody. That's what that's about. It wasn't about the food. It was about people's souls. It was a game changer. Because now Peter has this great revelation. He had this great revelation. And I skip forward a little bit in the story. Uh, The voice tells him, Hey, I'm sending some people your way. All right, they're about to knock on your door, three people. He doesn't tell them they're Gentiles, though, because right, he just got the revelation, and so he's still working on himself. All right, because remember, remember, Peter, he would go look through the shade. they Gentiles. Nah, go ahead. <laughs> We're not letting them in. The Bible actually says that not only does he let them in, he brings them into the house and actually lets them stay overnight. Because they come in, they say, hey, Cornelius sent us to come get you. For what? I don't know. He just said, come get you. 
All right. But because the Lord told Peter that I'm sending these men, all right, he already knew to expect them. He goes, he goes to Caesarea, to the house of Cornelius, and that's where we picked up the story in verse 34. It was Peter preaching to this group. In fact, verse 28, I told you he just received the revelation, so they've traveled the 30 miles back to Caesarea from Joppa. And, and Peter says this in verse 28 of Acts chapter 10. And he said unto them, ye know now that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. It doesn't matter what they look like. We can't label them what we want just because it fits our narrative. We can't do it. God does not label people the way we label people. He doesn't set people apart and set them aside as unworthy as we do. We got to be careful. All right? Remember, I said, this thing, this living hope, it got built, blood, sweat, and tears, absolutely, but it got built by obedience to the word of God, by not excluding anyone, by saying all are welcome, by opening the doors and loving everyone and giving everyone an opportunity to grow in this thing, giving everyone an opportunity. I said Cornelius, he, he didn't know the Lord. He, didn't, he, he, he had heard some stuff, you know, heard some stories, and he knew something was better. But he prayed. He prayed. And I said, Lord, I don't have all the answers, but I need some answers. I need some help. It's somebody right now praying for you to be that help to them. They're praying, Lord, I need some help. And the Lord is like, hey, go talk to that person. You're like, mm-mm. Not me. Not today. Maybe later. But, but you are that Peter in their life. All right? You are their Peter. Cornelius is praying, waiting for you to come back and share this gospel. Because <laughs> how can they know lest they hear? They want this thing. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter whether you think they, they would appreciate or whether they actually want this thing. It's not for us to decide what they do or, or what they think or what they feel. It's just for us to deliver the word. Just for us to deliver the truth. So Peter... Peter wasn't the only man to ever leave Joppa, right, to deliver the word of God. There's another guy. You guys remember him? His name is Jonah. All right, absolutely. Yeah. Jonah left Joppa to go deliver the word of God, except he went the wrong way. <laughs> Peter went to Caesarea 30 miles away. All right. Jonah, Jonah went to Tarshish, the opposite direction of where he was supposed to go. We know initially, and I, I'm running out of time. So I'm not going to delve into it uh, as much. But, but just understand that Jonah eventually did what the Lord required of him. And eventually those people in Nineveh, right, they did repent of their sins and the Lord did save them. So we still have a little bit of time. If we haven't been obedient to the commission of the Lord, we got to start being obedient to the commission now. If we haven't been going and teaching and preaching everywhere we go to everyone we meet, we can turn around now. 
We can turn around now. We, we can start now. All right. I'm coming to a close. You can stand with me, please. Sociologists have a term called manifest function. It is defined as the anticipated and intended goals of an action or social structure. It's simply the reason that something is done. Now, why are we doing that thing? The church has a manifest function. We can't afford to substitute it for any unintended functions. We're called to go into the world to preach and to teach all creatures, all nations, our mission to tell the gospel everywhere. I've said it already, this commission, the Great Commission is still our mission today. We embrace every culture, all right, every people, all right, every kindred. That's what we do. We preach the gospel, all right? We preach the gospel. We preach the gospel to everyone and everywhere. So what we have to do is decide today we got to take limits off God. He doesn't call anyone common or unholy, so neither do we. If we're going to go, right, reach this world, reach this community, we got to take those limits off. Let's pray. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.